This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Kurt Marferica. Hola! And David. Hi, everybody. Theobald the Third. <laughs> okay. I was waiting. I was wondering. Um, the transdimensional portal is going insane right now. So we might have some unexpected surprises throughout the episode. Who knows? Or we won't. So um, I. Um, sorry. I tried to pour out all the monsters I can't drink anymore into the sink in there. I didn't realize that was the fuel tank. I, I'm i surprised you even have access to that. I just have a panel in front of me. I'm starting to think this thing is like modular, split up between us, and we're supposed to learn how to control it together. I'm starting and to think so. We're, we really just have different parts each, because I have this like floating keyboard thing with lights on it. Oh, neat. I get a, I, I get a, I get a screen that I can touch things sometimes, but otherwise, no, it's just this door that it opens it's full of machinery and erica just has a chair with restraints <laughs> i mean better safe than sorry <laughs> well i mean we could assume that that might be the pilot chair i don't know what the restraints are for but they're there and then we have the the well the, i mean the engineering if, equipment over there to, it, whichever you to ask you, you don't know and then i have some kind of control console We'll have to ask other hosts what this thing looks like to them. But for now, we're we're actually on today. We're going to um, first off, I just want to apologize that I am running my air conditioning. So it will show up on the recording and I am not turning it off because it is hot. It's and at it's least 73 degrees. Fun. Yep. Uh, happy July 3rd, everyone. Not to date us too badly, but yeah, it's summertime. It gets hot. Summertime. <laughs> it is when living's easy. Well, you know, my sight is clear. I'm seeing 2020. Ah! <laughs> I wish we weren't. Can we move on to 2021? I would like to talk about our topic. Um, oh, I am seeing some activity on the portal. Let's see what happens. In three, two... Oh, there is activity. It is blinking, it's whirring, and it... We have contact. The portal has made contact. We have pulled in someone. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? <laughs> the hell was that? Brian, what'd you do? I, I don't know. I think maybe we might have gotten one of the defective clones again from Michael. Um, <coughs> 
Oh, I don't hey have guys. any red lights. Oh, hey. Hey, it's Sandu Anthony. Just a really bad cough. As, as long as it's not um, like COVID-19 or coronavirus or anything like, oh, no, you're immune to that because of the super cancer. Well, no, where we came, well, no, where I came from, they have the coronavirus. That's, that's, I, the I'm worried I'm out of the coronavirus. What is a coronavirus? Uh, it's like the coronavirus, but with a B. Oh, okay. It turns you into bronies. I love bronies. Actually, legit, though, talking about loving kid cartoons, I am loving the new She-Ra. Have you watched the new super, uh, Superhero Girls, DC Superhero Girls? I have not. Uh, I have not. You better get on that. Well, so, uh, maybe, when it, maybe when I finish She-Ra. So the person that created my, the new My Little Ponies created the new Superhero Girls, and it's just fucking funny. Oh, nice. All right. I'll have to check that out. Well, uh, um, so we what are we talking about today, Brian? Right. Thank we got interrupted so by the much, portal. Erica. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about a controversial topic. The you know, there's not a lot of top a lot of controversial topics we hit here on the show. Blood will probably flow on the airways during this episode. But that being said, we're going to talk about music. Any particular type of music? All no, music, we, we have a, a we have a detailed outline with a bunch of questions about. It. Uh, the oh, short yeah, answer, Erica. That the short answer, Erica, is yes. <laughs> but yes. first, but first, we're gonna play everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? Where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks, and we vote using the patented Mike Myler system, and we assign widgets to each person based on how much we liked their shit. That was well, I was under the impression was it was about which one we thought was the nerdiest, but I think it is kind of a popularity contest, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Who did not do the nerdiest thing? Yeah, I mean it's all subjective anyway, so yeah, I mean, who cares? Yeah, exactly. There are no two identical nerds, man. Everybody likes what they like. You know what? I just had a, an idea for uh, another episode. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Nerd fashion, where nerd confess. <laughs> I once threatened to knock a guy's teeth out at a at a gaming convention. Wow, not bad. Yeah, I I said, do you want to take this outside? And he looked at me and said, what, like fisticuffs? And I said, no, like we go outside and then you don't have teeth anymore. <laughs> there's my nerd fashion Um, this was when i was a gaming coordinator i was not at a coordinator at that convention but i was a guest (laughs) it was probably a pretty strong faux pas i did get talked about it by it by a venture captain it was there was alcohol involved yes the guy that i threatened deserved it utterly and i got him back not physically but managed to get him to never attend one of our conventions ever <laughs> is that a good thing though it was a good thing he was okay. awful and he was awful to other people okay fair enough what we have learned um i also is that brian will get shit done. <laughs> um <laughs> the, the epic thing about it is i wasn't the only person who threatened to knock his teeth out at a convention because it happened with another officer at another convention oh wow yeah, it was, and it was like, yeah, and it was like, the the threat was a lot more serious coming from the other person who actually knows how to fight. <laughs> um, I, I'm, yeah, Brian, I'm just but you're dude. like really big, so people are just going to assume you're going to like pummel the fuck out of them. I also have really strong hips and know how to throw a punch, <laughs> oddly enough. I, I yeah, but that. yes, yes. Um, let's, so not speaking of criminal offenses past, um, Anthony, you get to go first what's nerdy with you in the last few weeks so and i'll just quick mention the main nerdy thing so i started playing eve online again 
and I've I've moved on. I've branched out to the to the ultimate in Eve online nerdiness of multiboxing. I now play two accounts at one time. <laughs> wow, really? But why? Uh, to increase my income. Duh. I have both accounts flying the same spaceships. Okay, we're flying what's known as uh, a Lashak. They're the battleship of the Triglavian. Um, the Triglavian are like this new faction that showed up. They're invading. They're invading the the new Eden cluster. And um, you can actually join them. Like you can actually join the bad guys in, in this expansion. And and the ships are really interesting in that. Um, so they only have one one slot open for weapon systems, and the rest of the slots for the, like their upper shops are open, and they get bonuses to repairing. That's an angry baby. So the idea is they can repair each other while attacking. And what the reason why the weapon, you can only fit one at a time, is it starts out at like pretty good DPS and it builds over time. After about two minutes, you're at, you're doing like 250% more DPS than you were before. So I got two ships doing that. I go into wormholes and I go, pew, pew, make money. So I'm impressed. Question, but why? Well, you make money to buy bigger, better ships to go do other things to make more money to buy bigger, better ships to go do more things to make money to buy bigger. You see what I mean? It's a never ending cycle. It's an exercise of pure capitalism. It it is capitalism. If you play, Eve is all about it. And there are corporations within the game run by players. Wow. Oh, actually, here's the funny thing. I am in a corporation, but I'm in a corporation of fellow anarchist leftists. And we started an anarcho syndicalist corporation where all decisions are ran democratically and yeah so you take it in turn to act as sort of an executive officer for a week but all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a bi-weekly meeting by a <laughs> majority in the case of uh, internal matters but uh, a two-thirds majority for the uh, those regarding other other uh, and Americans. we have our first monty python quote of the episode congratulations david <laughs> yeah the, but the, i mean that's that's more or less how yeah that's more or less how we run things kind of so um, i'm sorry i had to <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I love that. So, yeah, that's that's the super nerdy thing. Um, there was a horrible, horrible accident in which the other in which the first time I brought both ships out into a wormhole, I got jumped and lost both ships. It was oh, oh it was horrible. I want to tell you, I appreciate multiboxing. My wife is multiboxing her MMO behind me right now. <laughs> it's pretty much how she plays. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's it's difficult. It's a lot more difficult than you think it is. Like you're she, like, oh, I could do one, and then you get two, and you're like, this isn't twice as much work. This is like four times as much work. What the fuck? She'll correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure she's multiboxed two characters in the same instance at the same time. Oh, up to three. Sorry, she oh, corrected wow. me. Wow, nice. All right. But my close runner-up, this is second place, was I've been binge-watching the new She-Ra. That's all. Nice. That is a good one. Yeah. David. David. Well... What was dirty with me? Uh, everybody knows Odin. Odin's great. He's one of our favorite guests. He's, you know, he's oh, an all-around great guy. Snuggly, I love it. He is. Well, um, I am a Patreon of his, as uh, as we've talked about several times, and he does some live streams that are only for his Patreon uh, subscribers sometimes. And uh, I got he did one, and I called him on the phone, and we talked for like forty minutes about swords and just general geeking out live on it on a live stream for like forty minutes the other night it was kind of neat 
I yes. am very impressed Yay. by that. That is very cool. Yeah, it was I awesome. Was, I was thinking about uh, um, sending him a message and asking him to chat with Amelia because she is all up in this cosplay business right oh, now. Oh, I'm sure like, he would love that. Well, like she is up in it. Like I had to tell her to wash marker off her face. I apparently have to buy her <laughs> like uh, some sort of theater face paint or something. Some, wow. Something washable because like there's marker all over everything in my fucking house because she puts it on her face and then she sweats and then she touches her face and then she touches everything else. We, so... should, put, we should put them both on an episode together. That would be amazing. Oh yeah. She loved, I mean, she loved, she sat there at your wedding, Brian, with, with Odin for like, what, an hour just sitting there playing Lego candy with him and talking to him. She fucking loves him. So, I mean, that's because he's awesome too. But anyways, yeah, I was thinking about like messaging him and asking him to chat with her about it because she's all up in it right now. We stressed so hard about getting that Lego candy and it was like everybody just ditched their Lego candy. <laughs> no, Amelia took all the Lego candy that everybody ditched and we had Lego candy in our house for a I, year. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got, at least somebody got it. Th there was a giant pile of Lego candy on the table with Odin and Amelia and they were playing with Lego candy. I So David, I don't know if we should even keep playing but Erica has a tendency to sometimes top people. So let's see yeah, what happens. Like, what? Erica, what was nerdy with you in the last few weeks? Oh, okay. So my work finally said, by the way, guys, uh, we're definitely not coming back till at least the end of August and probably not the end till the end of the year. So yeah. So I was like, fuck this. I need an actual workstation because like I can't continue to do my job off a laptop and BSing the shit. So so um, I thought about requesting my stuff from work because um, I actually have my own monitors there, like not company monitors, like their stuff sucks. So I went and bought my own shit. Um, so my entire desk at work is already custom stuff that I wanted. But then I was like, yeah, but docking station I have there is specifically for my Dell. And it it, it has a USB-C, but the Dell doesn't use USB-C charging and et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to get something that I could switch between my personal laptop laptop and my work laptop. So I ended up getting a whole new setup. I bought um, a 36-inch HP monitor. It's beautiful, edge-to-edge. -edge. Love it. I got a docking station um, that is USB-C that I can just pop my work computer on or my personal computer on, just switch them out, which whatever I'm doing, and everything still stays hooked up. I bought some sweet-ass Bow desktop speakers. I have to say, these babies are amazing. But my absolute favorite thing that I bought, and I did not know these motherfuckers existed, was uh, a giant RBG mouse pad. So I now have a mouse pad <laughs> that lights up all different colors that goes with my RBG uh, mechanical keyboard, which also lights up all my different pretty colors, uh, with my whole new fucking workstation. And I don't want to leave my desk now. Not just because of work, but like, I'll fuck around on here. I'm like, I love this. This is like, it's so sexy. 
I'm just gonna look. Head. I I I just googled the giant RGB mouse pad and yeah, no, that looks. Whoa, that's so cool. It's fucking cool, man. Giant mouse pads are kind of nice. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, and it in right it breathes all the same colors that my uh my keyboard breathes, so they're in that breathe <laughs> mode. So it's like it's great. You know so what I use for my... a mouse pad? I have a I have a um Magic the Gathering play mat. That's my mouse pad. <laughs> good mouse pad i mean that's what they no, are I'm, anyway I'm, right i'm literally doing the exact same thing i'm using a magic the gathering play mat as my mouse and keyboard pad <laughs> they're so perfect they are they have they're made of the perfect material oh they're great you could use every inch of them it's amazing yeah except they don't light up all sorts of pretty colors i don't need them to <laughs> i do i love shiny things brian knows i love shiny things so, anyways, that was my nerdy thing. I built my new home workstation situation. That's very nerdy. Well done. Thank you. Brian, Brian, what's nerdy with you? Well, what's nerdy with me is, so a few weeks ago, I watched, I binged Community, and there is an episode of Community where they go to a bar for Troy's 21st birthday. Yes. And at the bar, a guy hits on Abed and hits on him by making us quote from Farscape. And Abed starts talking about Farscape. And one of the things he said is, he has a theory about the show that the wormhole sent John Crichton to the future, and that's why he can't find home. And the sebations are evolved humanity. So that stuck in my head and it bothered me. And I'm like, I wonder if that's true. I wonder if that's true. Oh, wow. So, so you went fishing, huh? For the past few days, I have been rewatching Farscape from the beginning for evidence of that theory. Huh. Because I'm sure that's a Dan Harmon thing. It sounds oh, like sounds a Dan Harmon thing. Like a yeah. Dan Harmon thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've been I've been rewatching Farscape. Um. There's evidence of it in the show. Like at one point they do go through a wormhole and go back in time. Hmm. So, yeah, um, I'm, it would make sense why Earth isn't on any star charts at all, like ever during the show. The other okay. thing that would make sense is if he went so far away that they don't they're just not aware of it. But with how advanced the cultures are, you think they would have. Right. I think the universe, it is the future and the universe is just so different that there is nothing that looks like that anymore. Interesting. So yeah, I, I I obsessed over that. I've been rewatching Farscape. I'm I'm most of the way through the first season right now. It's that that's pretty nerdy, man. It Not holds up. The show holds up. It's still good. It really does. It's a it's not a letterbox show. It's a old school right dimensions that throws me off a bit. But I mean, the show still really holds up. I'm I'm very much enjoying it. I I, I consider that show from the golden age of sci-fi. After I finish watching it, I'm gonna watch The Expanse for the first time. Mm, okay. I- <laughs> David, I, I'm sorry, Anthony can't hear you at all. I believe he said he's never seen Farscape. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, I'm so utterly shocked. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen all of it. I've seen lots of it, but I haven't seen all of it. There was a certain point where I lost track, so I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to rewatching it, getting the whole story. It sounds like well, it sounds like something I should do. That, that sounds interesting. It's been a minute. I, I've been just wanting to watch a lot more sci-fi because I'm in a sci-fi role-playing game on Saturdays. Just that, want to get my that, sci-fi fix so I'm in the right place for it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll probably rewatch Firefly again some afternoon. 
afternoon. Sweet. All right. So um, voting, Anthony, you have um, five widgets. Where, who do you give them to and why? Oh, to me. Um, okay. <laughs> next. You know, I'll give, Dave- <laughs> definitely give three to Brian because uh, trying to confirm a theory that you heard in one show by watching the entirety of another show that that original show made a comment about is, um, that's, that's insane. Like That's pretty fucking that, dirty. That's like borderline like, like tacking red string to a wall, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I I've been taking notes. <laughs> uh, I I really want to see you putting like red strings on walls. Like I want to see. Uh, see, I would not have watched the whole show. I would have just Googled a YouTube video of right. that had already done it. Yeah, that's what a normal person would do. <laughs> Brian, they don't get I it. Ain't got I kind of time. I understand. They they don't get it. But you and I, my friend. We're well, two minds of the same go, kind. I am going to go down that path, and I am going to post to forums about it. But I have to rewatch the show again first. And then I'll give one each to Erica and David. Oh, thank you. Um, speak, speaking of huge, uh, speaking of people watching like loads of content and then putting up a YouTube video about it, you guys should totally watch this amazing three-hour-long. It's very long, I understand, but it's, somebody did a huge, giant documentary video thing about the uh, whole Disney stole. Lion King from Kimba thing. Oh, I've, Anthony, I've seen stuff on that before. I think I just covered. I don't have that kind of time, man. Okay, well, long story <laughs> short, I mean, super long, like super three-hour long story short, uh, the answer is no, Disney did not steal Lion King from Kimba. Oh, great. Now I don't oh, have to watch good. it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> next. David, who do you give your votes for? Brian, Two. that is nerdy as fuck. So I am going to vote three of my votes for you. Uh, I am going to give uh, two of my votes to Erica, as I understand building rigs and building a setup stuff, and it can be very rewarding, and it's amazing the amount of troubleshooting you have to do. Uh, it was actually not that difficult. Oh, you're lucky. I've had some headaches. Well, no, no, no. I've built rigs. Trust me. I've had, like, weeks of, like, why the fuck is not working. I had a RAM issue mm-hmm. in a video card. Oh. We had to replace yeah, the motherboard. We, I mean, we went through, we replaced the RAM. I mean, we replaced every fucking thing in there but my extremely expensive video card. And we're like, why does it keep saying there's a RAM error? Why the fuck? And then finally, I was like, it's got to be a fucking video card at this yeah. point. And then we emailed NVIDIA and they were like, oh, our bad. We don't have that card anymore. Here's an upgrade. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it all worked out. I remember when you went through that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I've then had you, my you issue. sent me that card and asked me to send it back. Yeah. <laughs> I never did get to it. So I'm glad I didn't have it in a rig. <laughs> Um, um, thank you, David. Erica, five digits. Five digits. Okay. Uh, I am going to have to give Anthony one because while I do not understand the purpose of multiboxing, I know you explained it. It seems like way more work than it's worth. Uh, I appreciate your passion and dedication. Um, David, I'm going to give you one to hanging out with our friend Odin uh, because Odin's a super fucking cool guy and I love that you guys get to nerd out on stuff like that together. Uh, and then I'm going to give Brian two. One for re-watching all of Community and then a second one for now watching Farscape, although I feel like he could have solved this problem by watching YouTube. 
And I think that leaves one for me because I really enjoyed building my rig. Well, I am. And I'm an awful person. Well, that's no, you're not an awful person. And neither am I, because I'm going to give all five of my widgets to David. Hey, thank you, sir. And I Um, win. Yeah. Well, 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 well dashed, sir. (laughs) You raised my hopes and then dashed them so excellent. Well done. So our topic today is music. Like I said, this is a deeply controversial topic. You know, some uh, people some people think um, music comes from the devil. Um, <laughs> I think you have to leave in the devil first. That helps. I believe that music comes from a special place known as the phonograph. And any other device where music comes from is not valid. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm well, sorry. Wax Okay, I was going to say, see, the problem with saying that is I can't see your face, so I don't know if you're being an ass or not. <laughs> he was being an ass. Yeah, I figured it having some Brian is always being an if ass. If Brian was talking. <laughs> oh, no, I'm out of margarita. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, it is a national holiday today. Woo! I am very happy Anthony is here today because Anthony and I had two very musical experiences together. Oh, Pinky. yeah. Uh, so who started playing the uh, who started playing the sensual saxophone? <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> speaking. Yeah, speaking pictured of him holiday. shirtless, so I oiled up with a sax, didn't you? Oh yeah. god! Unfortunately, I did. <laughs> speaking of awesome holidays coming up, I just want to remind everybody that all countries matter. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent. All countries matter, and that is as political as I'm going to get. All right, I am <laughs> not going to. I am. I am going to threaten push little button that flushes um, Anthony into 19 million parallel universes at the same time. Ooh, sounds like fun. You know what that button's called? Uh, the Anthony call? button. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's the button that flushes a person into 19 million universes at the same time. It's every time Anthony tries to talk about politics on our show, I push that button. Gotcha. Margarita number four. Congratulations. <laughs> well, everyone, you've heard it. Buckle in. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> so I am, I am done vamping because Erica is back. Um, For people who are new to the show, I'm going to walk you through how we do discussions like this. So there are five of us. We do a round robin where it's going to be Anthony, David, Erica, and then myself. How many of us are there, Brian? How many of us are there? One, two, three, four of us. Plus the the second me that's on Skype that I counted by accident. And and, and Erica's the one with the margaritas. Yes. So there (laughs) are four of us. And I Um, can count. Anthony, David, Erica, Brian, and we are going to go through that list, and each person is going to ask the next person on the list a question about music. We have a bunch pre-prepared, but we don't have to stick to those. We don't have to do them in order. We can just do questions to each other about music. So, Anthony, as the person who goes first, you get to ask David a question, so please ask David a question about music. David, Theobald the Third. Yes. Where was your first concert, and who was the band or bands in some cases my first concert uh would have would actually be a uh it was a k-rock sponsored concert a weenie roast one year my friend won tickets so we went and the defining act of the show was Ro- well rob zombie was headlining and oh heck yeah there was one guy in the pit we had pit tickets we he had won pit tickets we were in the pit 
It was amazing. And it was all the all the hot bands at the time were playing, plus a bunch of the old classic stuff. And like I said, Rob Zombie was headlining. And we're hanging out in the pit, and there's one guy in there who's got this huge, like, two-and-a-half-foot-tall mohawk going on. Like, he had to use an entire bottle of Elmer's to get this look. And he was shirtless, and he was rocking so hard, Rob Zombie stopped the show, had them wheel a box out into the pit, jumped up onto the box, and did the rest of the set from the box in the middle of the pit. (laughs) (laughs) That's so amazing. That was great. That was a lot. Yeah, that was the the first live concert I'd actually been to that I can remember. I am so unbelievably happy that Anthony asked you that question, because I never in a million years would have thought you would have had an experience like that, and I am so fucking jealous. (laughs) that was awesome yeah and then a couple years later we went and weezer was headlining and that was an amazing show too so yeah there was there was there was two or three years in a row there i went to the k-rock weenie roasts every year some somehow someone i knew would win tickets and i'll uh, sure i'll be your huckleberry uh i don't think that means anything oh i think it means exactly what i think it means Uh, Erica, how do you think that music is nerdy? What makes music a nerdy topic? Passion. I mean, that seemed to be the thing. I mean, what makes most things nerdy is passion, right? So people have a a passion for generally, um, sometimes it's a band, sometimes genre, sometimes it's just songs, you know, because there, there's something intrepid and instinctual about music that bring people together. So it's one of those things where people generally, because um, music speaks to everybody on some level, they feel passionately about it in some way, whether it, you know, it can be very specific or, or more general, but, but generally, yeah, I would just say passion. All right. I'm going to follow that up with a question. (laughs) Okay. If, if, if nerdy to do with music, nerdy has to do with passion. What is the most passionate thing you have ever done regarding your love of music? Uh, most passionate thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, like how, but to what lengths have you gone to have a musical experience? Okay. That is a great question. Um, God, there's so many fucking. Um, the one that probably sticks out, like, and I may think of something else later that I did think about. Um, but this band, uh, from the UK came and they played a really limited, um, uh, set. Uh, here in, in the U.S. and it's a smaller band, but they're they're fantastic. They're broken up now, but um, they're totally worth listening to. Um, called Does It Offend You? Yeah, and they are just fucking phenomenal. Um, and they were playing in Chicago, and uh, you know, I live in Ohio. It's a six-hour drive to Chicago, so we drove to Chicago to see their set. Six hours, watch their set. Uh, well, we well we danced to their set because it's like electronic music. Um, and as we were leaving, saw the band leaving out the side door and we stopped to get our shirt signed stuff and, and chat with them. Then they invited us to go drink with them. So then we went and drank with them at a bar. And at this point, it's probably three o'clock in the morning. And then we drove all the way home because I had to work at 10 a.m. So I would say that's probably the craziest fucking thing I've done. Now, to give you guys an idea about the scope of this band, this isn't just some little band. It's it's a band no one's really heard of anymore. But when Fast and the Furious 4 came out, their song played in the trailer. Yep. Yep, Wow. Yeah. 
they're really they're if you listen to their music um there's a couple songs that are like when you hear them you'll be like oh i fucking heard that you just never knew who they were because yeah. they're in a lot of different shit it, it's a it's a good band it's hard to define what their genre is it's sort of like an edm hardcore punky kind of sound that seems about right it's a, yeah it's very electronic but not like but it, I, I not think, like crystal method electron. It's not like that. It, it, yeah. yeah. It's like getting beat in the face with a keyboard to a beat, <laughs> to yeah. a computer keyboard. <laughs> it's really in your face, heavy, punky kind of electronic. It's it's hard to describe because there aren't many bands like them. Okay. Yeah, there's not. They're really good. I'll send you guys a link in the chat. Well, that sounds awesome. I'll have to check them out. It is now Erica's turn to ask me a question. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me think. Mm. And it's kind of easy for us to ask each other questions about music because we know so much about each other musically. It is true. Oh, really? No. Well, yeah, it was how I could ask. I knew she was going to answer the question I asked her that way. It was sort of an informed question. I knew she was going to talk about does it offend you that you have because the first thing I thought of was Erica's totally nerdy. She once drove six hours to to go to a show. I, I know Erica. America has driven six hours to go to a show and then go home immediately after the show. To work, yeah. Yeah. And I got to drink with the band. I've gotten drink with a lot of fucking bands, by the way. No idea why or how. It's just weird shit happened. Like, I got to drink with Alien Ant Farm at a place in Indiana one time. It's wow. almost like you have some kind of Erica luck. No, uh, it's Marcus luck. It's Marcus luck because the shit only happens when I'm with Marcus. So. Uh, I, have, I have a bit of a musical luck thing. Oh, what is it? Well, it's not like a luck thing, so uh, back back in ye old days when MySpace was a thing, I actually used to talk with and chat with one of the band members of Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, I've like, met those like guys. Like, before they were big. Like, when they were still, like, a small band and they were just trying to, like, spread their name around. They were spreading their stuff around on MySpace, and I added them, and I used to, like, chat with one of the guys. Oh, nice. Yeah, I... I've seen them a couple times. They were they were headlining a show and we went to go see the opener. I mean, I don't dislike Five Finger Death Punch. They definitely have some things that are okay, but they're not my favorite. But I've I've gotten to chat with them. They're pretty nice dudes, despite the name. And again, only because of Marcus. Nothing else. Nobody think that anything amazing happens to me just because it's me. It all happens because I'm either with Brian or I'm with Marcus. Those are the <laughs> only time hear, special things ever happen. You want to hear my kind of lucky music story? Sure. It's not really luck because I made it happen but I was in the She Wants Revenge Tear You Apart music video. That's awesome. I did not know that. I think we were angry at each other at that time. It was a MySpace thing. It was my. They posted on MySpace I mean dating this. They posted on MySpace that if you were in the LA area show up and you might be able to extra. So I, I called you. them and they said can you be here in an hour and I said yes and I drove all the way to LA from Hemet. I ah, got there super okay, so late I got there super late and they said, just hang out over here and we'll tell you what to do. Um, and um, I was a guy chasing like I had to run. A, I had to run around the hallway. And if you watch the music video, it's there's a lot of shadowy figures. I don't know if I'm really in it <laughs> because I might have been cut in editing, but I was there. <laughs> nice. That was about the same time that I went. I got to go see them. They played in um, Palm Springs, and I got tickets to go see them. That was pretty cool. But I didn't get to be in their video because I'm not that. I wasn't with Brian. If I was with Brian, something could have happened. <laughs> so, what is Brian's question? Do you have a question for Brian? Oh yes, I do. I'm sorry. Thank you, uh, Brian. <laughs> When you think about music, like, holistically, how do you think that it has influenced the way you look at the world? 
Wow, that's a good question. Well, I don't know if it really has. I honestly don't know if it really has. When I'm, I mean, thinking about it literally when I'm driving, everything kind of syncs up to whatever beat of the music I'm listening to. I don't know if I, I, I just force myself into seeing life that way, but when I'm driving and playing music and I see people walking on the street, I always sync up their steps to the music in my head and think of the world as a music video. If that answers the question, I do that every single time I drive is I think of the world as a music video. I mean, yeah, that's one way to look. Hmm. I was thinking, I was thinking more like, has there been like music that has influenced the way that you've looked at society or how you want to live your life or things you don't want to do, things you want to make sure you do or avoid, things like that. Well, I just listened to 2020 by Ben Folds the other day while I was at work, and it made me feel good and bad at the same time about our current situation and this year. Um, it was, I have to say, it was fantastic. Every time I listen to, and I'm not going to remember the name of the song because you know I'm bad with names, but there's a song about uh, a guy like retiring from work or something and like nobody gives any fuck and like leaving. It's like, oh, that's sorry, Mr. Something. Uh, oh, tough. God, what is the name of that song? Mr. Jones. Yeah, Mr. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every fucking time I hear that song, I just think about like how corporate America spit people out. Like they eat them up and they eat their souls and they promise them that they're going to be some part of something bigger. And then they're not. And then they just get spit out. And then it makes me think like that guy probably actually gave a fuck for like 20, 30 years. And then nobody gave any fucks with left. And it oh, makes me Eric, sad. Have I got a solution for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anthony, we're not talking about politics. <laughs> when I, I will, you know, okay, outlook on the world. When I was in high school, I had a really hard time in high school. And being able to listen to angry music was a really nice escape and Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar album kind of saved me in high school oh, because I would album. get lost in that album because it was so good and I mean it if if I was having a hard time at school I would just retreat into corner somewhere and listen on my discman <laughs> you know that makes a lot of sense like there's a really like um, a very strong and emotional catharsis to angry music I find mm -hmm. so. I um if I'm having a really stressed out day at work um my job tends to be pretty chill so i haven't really done this at this job in a while like at all but at my old job if i was having a really hard day i would go out behind the building and um at the time light up a cigarette and listen to rob zombies um electric head part one in my headset um do you, do you know what what helped me when i'm angry listen i listen to jeremy and it makes me so fucking angry that like it just gets it all out and for people who are in a different generation who don't know sorry, the answer Pearl to this Jam. question jeremy by pearl jam it's yeah, funny sorry about that. i well, i can sing jeremy and really really ham up the 90s voice really hard and it bugs the crap <laughs> out of heather 
together and I'm not allowed to sing it. <laughs> oh, that and Bullet with Butterfly Wing. Oh, that's to be fair. A bunch of Zoomers these days probably don't know what Pearl Jam is. Then I, they are missing out because they are still fabulous. Okay. I, um, I would, I'm now it is my turn to ask David a question. Oh, okay. So, Wait, what? Right? He can ask anybody a question. Oh, no. Anthony. That it's was my like, turn to ask, ask Anthony. No, no. We haven't gone around the loop yet. When it gets to <laughs> oh. Anthony, can ask anyone, but I oh, have yeah, to Anthony ask Anthony ask a question. That's right. Um, what genre of music moves you the most and why? I know the answer to this question, but this is a good one for the show. So I'm asking you this question. Wait, wait, moves me like makes me want to dance or moves me like makes me want to exercise? You can answer the question however you you can answer the question however you want. But when I wrote it, I meant emotionally. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, I was like, I was like, wait, because there's a lot of moves me thing. Um, no, probably some like some like the broader range of metal. I can't like put it down to like one particular genre but like metal in general so like uh, especially things like system of a down and um corn oh i got an awesome license plate yeah i shared it with Brian oh what's your awesome license plate uh i got a tool license plate you know a tool's one of the few bands i actually don't listen to like I, I don't listen i, I want to clarify that this is, this is not a license plate frame Mm-mm. this is an actual vanity plate and what mm-hmm. does it say erica it says 46 and then tool and then in two <laughs> that's so this cool. is a very niche reference for people who listen to tool <laughs> Well done. I, yeah, I don't well listen done. to it, so I have. Yeah, I, I, so, I know okay. I should. I've heard a lot of people say good things about them. So, Anthony, <laughs> we're we're gonna educate you right now. So, what you're gonna do? <laughs> what you're gonna do is you're gonna listen to um um Undertow, the whole album, and then Anima, the whole album, and then Lateralist, the whole album, and then Lateralist 10, 000... before Opiate, really. I'm I skipped opiate completely because I I think of opiate as the you listen to that after you've already heard Tool because it's sort of their demo stuff that was thrown together later because based on, how, like, I love Tool song, based on how long Tool songs are like these three albums are like what it's gonna take me a year to listen to them all <laughs> well Undertow and Anima was before they started getting into the crazy long shit and okay, then, yeah. I, was, I was like dude they have like like giant like 30 minute songs <laughs> Oh, the newest album has 15 minute songs. Yeah, they're not 30 okay, minutes. Maybe not 30 minutes. But sometimes, I'll, I'll like, be... but like one song will move into another song. So I guess you could see, like, you would say that they were longer that way. But um, we, uh, there will be a question involving Tool from me to Erica or from Erica to somebody at some point. So you will get you. We will probably tell you some songs to listen to, at least one song to listen to, rather than tell you to listen to a whole album. Yeah, another one I like to listen to when I'm angry is Hooker with the Penis. That's a great <laughs> yeah. song. So Brian was asking, Brian was saying, my answer question the answer I gave the answer. It was metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I nope. know you have a very eclectic metal taste. You you <laughs> listen to everything from death to thrash to a lot of new metal. Yeah. Um, Anthony, know, lately, what, lately, I have been getting into rap. I've been listening to a lot more rap. Anthony and I once had an experience where um, I was driving him home screaming System of a Down at the top of my lungs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so awesome. I Rowan was telling- is not a fan of Some of a Down. I was listening to it in the car the other day, and she put her hands over her ears, and she goes, no, Mommy, I don't like it. Oh, no. <laughs> you, need, you need to toss that one. Start over. <laughs> 
<laughs> so my baby, my my little guy, he seems to like all music. And what's really funny is we'll be walking around the neighborhood, and there'll be somebody listening to like some like uh, like Mexican mariachi music, and he'll put his hands up, and he'll just be like jamming to it. It's the funniest, cutest thing ever. Um, that same day when Anthony and I were driving back to his house, we both heard Eat Sleep, Ra- Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat by Fatboy Slim for the first time. Oh my god, that's awesome. And I remember, <laughs> we were sitting in the car, we were like, what the hell is this? It's oh, it like goes on forever. Long. It goes on oh, forever. Yeah. Fatboy Slim is notorious for that, though. I had to, Amelia... Uh, we were watching a show called We Bear Bears. And again, if you guys have not watched We Bear Bears on Cartoon Network, do yourself a favor. I watched and watch a crap it. ton of it after the first time you recommended it because it's I had access to your video hilarious. library and it's pretty good. Yeah. And in one of them, there's a Fat Boy Slim reference to uh, the video with... Um, What's his name, Brian? The actor. Oh, oh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Weapon of choice. Nice. Weapon of choice. Yeah. So there, there's a whole montage in the cartoon about weapon. It's just off enough that they wouldn't be, you know, copyright issues. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but it was clearly weapon of choice reference uh and it's it is and amelia was like i don't i don't get it why is he doing that and i'm like oh baby let me show you something <laughs> <laughs> so i showed her that that video and she goes oh my god this is great music mom that guy can dance i love this and i'm like you welcome yep she got introduced to a wholesome version of Christopher Walken. It's amazing. That's right. And you're like, now we're going to watch a movie where he gets abducted by aliens. And now we're going to watch a movie where he tries to kill someone with a soldering iron. And then we're going to watch a movie where he talks about shoving a watch up his ass. You probably wouldn't watch that one with her. Uh, I'm a terrible parent. Uh, um, Anyways, the wrong tone. My references in order were Communion, Joe Dirt, and um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. No, she has not seen Pulp Fiction. Good, good. Has anyone here seen Communion? Good movie. No, I haven't. I neither have I. Yet you pulled a reference from it. Well, Christopher Walken gets abducted by aliens, and I, I mean, it's supposed to be really good. Okay. You know more about it than anyone else in the room. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll ask a question now. Erica. Yeah. What music gets you moving? And I mean, like, literally moving, not like, oh, this moved me, but I mean, like, like you like to jam to this when you get your exercise on, you know? Oh, uh, I am a pretty big fan of electronica for that, I guess. Um, I really like, God, the band is killing me. They had that really famous song called Sail. I'm sorry, I'm I'm at numb lip point of alcohol intake. A wall right nation. Thank you. A-Wall yeah, it's A Wall Nation. Yeah. I was about to I was about to say like, oh, A Wall. Yeah. Um, so I actually they have two albums that I listen to a lot and that's my entire workout playlist is all of it. Like every single one of them. Because uh, I think while Sale is a great song, it is not their best song. So I think they kind of got the shaft a little bit. But I really They do that song with the run that's in all those TikTok videos. (laughs) I don't watch. I don't have TikTok. Oh, we both got it. It's a rabbit hole. (laughs) 
I like uh, to watch yeah. some. I I don't like. I got. I think I got a TikTok just to watch some TikToks. But I mean, the D and D ones are pretty good. Yeah, I don't have TikTok uh, for political. Reasons. I don't have TikTok just because I don't want everything that goes on with TikTok on my phone. <laughs> There's a lot of tracking that that app does that most yep. people don't talk about. You're better and off not having it on your phone. Political reason that I was talking about. Yeah. So I don't use TikTok. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. Wait. Yeah. I missed it. What's the problem with TikTok? There's a lot of tracking software and stuff mixed in with that app. I wouldn't use it if I were you. I mean, there's tracking software in every app. So if you use Facebook, yeah, you're, you're being tracked. <laughs> More okay. so. I don't want to go into further detail on this podcast. Let's just uh, yeah, leave yeah, it there. We'll <laughs> but I agree with David, and that's why I have so, all right, my turn to ask questions. No, it's not. Yeah. It's David's turn to ask a question. No, Anthony asked me a question. Oh, do we do it that way? We've never done it that way before. Well, we can do it that way. I don't care. Okay. Well, I was going to ask David the question anyway, so meh. Um, yeah. So anyway, David, I don't yes. think you and I have ever really talked about like music before. No, so, I, don't, I don't believe we've had this conversation. No, and I uh, am very passionate about I I I don't know it's just such a almost religious experience in my world so okay. so it me it means a lot to me my question to you is how does it fit in your world not just your everyday but like like how does it direct you or does it not at all is it just something that kind of is just there no I use music every day it's how I get through my work shifts uh, it and it, it I find that certain genres of music and and certain types of songs and certain tempos and even sometimes just certain melodies and things help regulate mood. And, you know, if you're feeling one way, you listen to a certain type of music to help lift you out of that thing. Or if you want to wallow in it for a while, you listen to music that'll that'll keep that feeling going. Or, you know, it's and, and I find based on certain situations, I listen to different things. Uh, when I'm at work, a lot of the times I'm listening to uh, I've got a Amazon Prime channel that plays uh, a lot of Lindsey Sterling tracks mixed in with other instrumental stuff and just, you know, nice melodic music that I can just lose myself in while I'm working because I do a lot of I do a lot of repetition and stuff at work. So. Pause. You said yeah. Lindsey Sterling? Yes. I'm not familiar with this person. Oh, she is a violinist and does a lot of music on YouTube, music videos on YouTube. She's uh, she's been called the dubstep violinist. Uh, okay. Anthony, I can kind of hear you, but not really. Yeah, I could. I thought he was talking to somebody else. Did you talk to us? Uh, I believe so. Oh. Yeah, we couldn't really hear you, man. Yeah, sorry, I'm not ignoring you. I just can. I I hear that you're talking, but I can't hear what you're saying. Can you send me her name and uh in the chat because yeah, we'll do. I I too love to instrumental music when I'm working. Um, I find that lyrical music distracts me because a lot of my work is reading emails and figuring out how to respond to uh attorneys in a professional manner. Right. Um, I get that. So having music with like lyrics is not something I can really do while I'm working because I can't really type like there's two different things going on. So I'd love to, to check that out. So anyways, continue. Now yeah, so my, uh, not really. Yeah. But yeah, so my main work thing is is an instrumental that plays a lot of that. Very melodic, very melodic stuff, some video game soundtrack stuff, some it's you know, it's it's to help keep you alert and awake and let your let your mind wander a bit while you're doing repetitive things. And then, you know, if I'm going out and you're getting in the car and driving, I like to listen to more like electronica or 
Lately, I've been listening to stand-up in the car a lot more, or podcasts, depending on what's going on. But when I'm feeling like music, you know, get some electronics, some Daft Punk, some uh, some some dance music going. Just you know, keep the uh, get get the, uh, the the heart pumping. Get you know, keep keep focus up. And so it just it depends on what's going on. I mean, I I've got a lot of genres that I enjoy, lots lots of broad spectrums of. But I mean, everybody's different. Very. I now have the hiccups in case anybody hears me. What I was saying, I yes. I listen to things like, hey, kids, let's sing. Can you roar like a lion? Roar. Can you roar like uh, a I'm, lion? Roar. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> oh, no, I knew where this going. I was, <laughs> I was, uh, waiting, I was waiting for baby. Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to do. Baby I listen to the trap version of that when I go running. Really? It's super catchy. I, I, it's really funny because Rowan loves to get naked and run around. And because she's three, she can. So, you know, we don't make a big deal out of it. But, she, like, I'll turn around and she'll be naked and she'll be, like, you know, playing or going. She, like, she likes to get naked and this blows my mind. She likes to get naked, go outside in the backyard. And then sit and dig in the dirt. And I guess at least I'm not having to wash dirty clothes, but I always think it's weird. But anytime she runs by naked, I go, baby butts do 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 do. Baby butts do 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 do. That's awesome. That's adorable. We can't let our baby walk around naked. He's oh. Oh. Like, like he forces himself to pee because he likes to watch himself. Rowan does that. She figured out, because uh, we're potty training still, we're like almost there. We're like 90% there. But uh, she figured out, and she stopped doing it, but for like two solid weeks, she figured out that she could just go outside and pee in the grass. And- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and so... Instead, because because she was fighting us on it, like we wouldn't put a diaper on, couldn't pee in her diaper, right? And she didn't want to go to the potty. And then she figured out she'd pee in the grass. So anytime she had to pee, she would run outside and pee in the grass. And oh they go, I God. peed, and then run back inside. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, good on her for figuring that out, but holy crap. Yeah, I was like, uh, I mean, <laughs> seems legit, I guess. Yeah, I, I know what they call that kind of potty training. Mm. Puppy training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, she has successfully up, yeah. she has successfully puppy trained herself. <laughs> yeah, your kids can just end up going to the bathroom outside now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it only lasted for two weeks and they stopped doing it. So well, that's like, good. Right. Well, I didn't make a big deal out of it because any time I make a big deal out of something, it's just the worst. It, like, it's ten oh, yeah. times. Yeah, you can't make a big deal out of anything. If you make a mm. big deal out of anything, they will do it all the time from then on. Mm. Yeah. So then I was just like, okay, whatever. And and then she was like, oh, well, I guess it's not so exciting. Mom's not like, stop it, do that. So, you know. Right. Makes sense. Uh, fun times. Okay, so my turn for a question. Who will uh, it be? Let's, let me get back to the outline. There we go. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. Um, Brian, did music play a role in how you grew up? And if so, how? Oh, my God. Um, my family, um, I have a cousin who's connected to Pete Seeger, and I got to listen to banjo jams many times as a young boy. Um, my, um, I don't remember meeting him, but I've been told I have, but I did hang out with my cousin who played the banjo, who played the banjo with Pete Seeger. Um, wow. So that was a big influence on me. Um, the, uh, 
Um, I was thrust into being in the band in high school, in school, because um, I picked up to playing the horn really easily and was in the middle school band when I was in elementary school and got really, really into that until I moved to California and the high school I went to out here really treated me like shit and I didn't like being in the band anymore, but um, did all sorts of honor band stuff. So I was a kid that was raised with music. I also, my early days, I went to school in New York and everyone has music class in New York, um, which was, you know, music plus choir plus band. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we also had orchestra, but I wasn't in that. Um, I wish I, I could play an instrument. I can't play. Instrument. You can sing well enough that it should count. Well, your your yeah, voice I enjoy is really singing. yeah. Um, I um, what else about my childhood with music? Um, my dad listened to. I think the biggest influence on my childhood wasn't my dad. It was my aunt Liz who listened to a lot of new wave and introduced me to They Might Be Giants before um, Tiny Toons Adventures played their little They Might Be. Uh, uh, they might be when they might be it's giants simple, was still like an underground simple. group yeah yeah and it was that song that i was influenced introduced to them with um i love that i still listen to that that's on my playlist it just randomly pops Is up. that one and particle man were the two tiny tune songs that yep. they might be giants did do you know they do a ton and they still do a ton of like kids like songs oh, yeah. for like cartoon stuff oh and yeah so does um oh fuck they do the the chicken of china the chinese chicken the bare ladies yeah they do a bunch of uh a kid stuff too bnl hell yeah um they might be giants did a kid one that was um i never go to work and i never go to work and i never go to work today on <laughs> monday i never go to work on tuesday i never go to work on wednesday <laughs> and i asked my mom i'm like what are they teaching kids through this song and she's like the days of the week duh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's classic. Oh, my God. Be uh, like, yeah, they might be teaching them the days of the week, but they are not teaching them work ethic. I don't know. I think my favorite right. song of that, I think what my favorite educational song of theirs is The Sun. The okay. Sun is a massive incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. That's actually a cover of an older song. Yeah. And you can find a video of Sting singing it. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. The, um, the Sun is a mask of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where yeah. hydrogen is smashed into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Whoa, ho, it's hot. The Sun is not a place where you can live. <laughs> yep. Now we need to stop I singing there or we might get in trouble. I it's. Uh, I, I think it's brother. a public domain song. Uh, I'm guessing it is. We might be wrong. What was that? Oh, I was just saying I had to explain to my brother the other day about why people cannot walk on the sun, no matter what kind of like scent gear we have, because there's no solid surface. Yep. And I think I blew his mind. Yeah, you would just like, assuming we could survive the heat, which is impossible, you would just sink into it. God, well, the not, gravity. Not just the heat. Let's talk about the radiation. Uh, like, let's you talk about just, the gravity. Yeah. Like, I mean, because and it got brought up. It got brought up because we were talking and um, he we were talking about uh, our other brother brother getting hired at SpaceX, which is pretty cool. And he was like, man, they're trying to like put people on Mars. He's like, I want to be impressed. Put somebody on the sun. And it started a whole conversation <laughs> about how that is not possible and why. Hey, you know so, what? Boots on the moon. That's right. Boots on the moon. Boots you know on the what? Moon. I heard 
I heard horrible things about that show, but I watched like the first two episodes. Oh, it's so and good. And it was fucking funny, it's so I don't so know what good. they're talking about. Yeah, watch, watch the rest of it. It's really good. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Space Force with Steve Carell. Space Force. Oh, my God. And I'm not I'm not even a huge Steve Carell fan. Like, I don't like he's the office not or playing, like that. He, He's not playing that character. It's a, it's a different no. Steve Carell. It's no, great. No, I know. I know. But I'm not, in general, like the actor Carell fan. Mm. I don't hate him. I don't love him. Very neutral about the whole thing. Gotcha. But when he plays off John Malkovich and they play off each other, oh, I, that's just fucking hilarious. Oh, John Malkovich is my favorite character in the whole show. So I, I want to endorse another Netflix movie um the um eurovision the tale of fire saga oh i haven't seen that yet is it it is funny (laughs) it is really really stupid it is basically that ice skating movie he made Mm -hmm. but with eurovision instead okay it's the same kind of thing um but the music in it is amazing and if you've ever watched any clips of eurovision there's tons of eurovision celebrities in it oh um no it was really really good um but it's yeah it's it's any will ferrell movie you've ever seen yeah i'm not really a will ferrell fan particular thing yeah but it, it it really reminded me of that ice skating movie nice yeah the um but um as far as music goes it's really appropriate for this episode because the music in it's really good um and it's got the dude from the guy who played the beast in the beauty and the beast live action remake oh yeah yeah, the guy from Downton Abbey. Sure, if he was in that, I don't know. The guy from Legion. Yes. Yeah, you know, the, who's the same guy who's in all three of those things, but yeah, him. I don't think I've seen Legion either. <laughs> Legion's really good. I didn't get to see the whole thing. Fortunately, it's streamable. I need okay. to watch the whole thing. Legion is one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. There's some cool music in that, too. <laughs> Um, so it's my turn to ask a question. I mean, it's such a complicated question. It's, it'd take forever to go through my whole childhood with music. I, I, I think the whole Pete Seeger being in my life and my aunt was probably my biggest influence. But Talk about Brian Luck. Um, it, it's just a, you know, it's just one of those things. A cousin who knew him. I, I, um, I, I, I'm just giving you a ration of shit. Well, I mean, works. if you want to talk about Brian Luck, we can talk about my uncle Kevin who roadied for Diana Ross. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Do you want to uh, hear something? Something crazy, super crazy. Sure. So my husband's aunt, her and her husband are best friends. Michael Stipe's parents. That I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Look, I don't know players in bands. I know of bands. I on purpose was quiet because I wanted to hear the millennials say, "Who's that?" (laughs) (laughs) REM is one of the best bands that have. No, I agree. Had you said REM, I'd have known. Who you're talking about so for my yeah. question i'm gonna Wait, ask Brian, when were you born i'm 1979 i'm oh, the I oldest think, I think person i think you're barely not a millennial. i am a zenial so yeah, is erica yeah we're both zenial yeah um but erica i'm gonna ask you a question and this is gonna be so Erica, I would like you to list five concerts you have gone to that it would make any fan of 90s music jealous as fuck. Oh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam, Bush, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Days of the New. Didn't you see the Gin Blossoms, too? Oh, yes, I saw them, too. Yeah, yeah. Did I want to know, are the Millennials familiar with any of those bands? I've heard of most of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of them. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you continued with your list, it gets ridiculous. I mean, I used to listen to K-Rock. I know all that. I know, I know all about that music. It does. It was funny because I was thinking, uh, like, the first question Anthony asked um, David about, like, the first the first uh, concert you ever went to. I started thinking about, like, what was my first concert? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I went to, uh, it was called Edge Fest at the time. It was in 1996. And I was like, I remember some of the people there. I was like, I wonder if I've forgotten anybody. So then I start I, looking at it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was seven years old at that time. I was yeah. 10. <laughs> I was 13. So um, I saw the band lineup at that time was Seven Mary Three, Poe, Guided by Voices, The Verve Pipe, Howlin' Maggie, A Flock of Seagulls, and Magna Pop. I've heard of a flock of seagulls. I've heard of flock of seagulls. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't heard of the verb pipe, that's insane, Brian. What's that famous song that they had that every fucking buddy knows? The Freshman. The Freshman, yeah. Uh, I might have heard it, but I couldn't recall it based off the name alone. Yeah, and Poe is actually one of my favorite, favorite female artists ever. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because I went to, like, X-Fest for, like, like, all the way through uh, 2000. through 2000 went before I moved to California. So then I start looking at like, and I knew I'd already seen a lot of these bands, but, uh, Brian, this is mostly for you. I saw Matthew Sweet, Baruch Salt, The Refreshment, Kara's Flowers, Spun, Jars of Clay, Case Choice, Plum. That, Go ahead. That that just that first bunch was the most 90s list I've ever heard. <laughs> just because The Refreshments was in there. Well, it gets better. Uh, the Fick, better than Ezra, who I've actually seen like five times. I love those guys. Uh, everything, Real Big Fish, Agents of Good Root, Candlebox, which I remember them. They were unbelievable. Uh, Case Choice again, Urge, and Sprung Monkey. And that's only through 1998. I don't know so. any of these bands. Not a single one of them. Okay. Well, I, know the refresh- uh-huh. I know the refreshments, and I guarantee you've heard the refreshments before. Yeah. I, I want to share my first concert with everyone just because it seems relevant because everybody's tripping on Erica for being so old. Okay. Um, my first concert was in 1988. I saw The Grassroots and The Turtles. I was two. Oh, nice. I, I, I've heard of them. I've heard of these groups. I know these yeah. groups. <laughs> Um, okay, we're doing first concerts. My first concert, I didn't actually go to a concert until I was, like, in high school. Um, so it was probably, like, you know, year 2007 or something. And I went to Gigantor. All right. Never heard of it. Um, it... It's a it's a it's a giant um it, think like it, it's just a giant like um thing where multiple bands come so it's not just like one band so think kind of like Weenie Roast or, gotcha. or like yeah, something yeah, like that gotcha. but it's it's all it's all like metal bands so the headliner was Megadeth um Job for a Cowboy was there um I think Trivium is Megadeth always there because I'm looking at their like past few y- years and it's like Megadeth shows up a lot <laughs> yeah. I I think I think I think Gigantor is like Megadeth's like big thing. <laughs> I think they headline it a lot. Now the coolest concert I went to though was the one I went to with Leslie. We went to go see um Iron Maiden in like I think this was one of their last concerts. They were doing the Book of Souls tours. Nice. So we got to see Iron Maiden and Ghost. And there was another band, but I don't remember who they were and I didn't care about them. <laughs> 
the the coolest concert I ever went to was in 2018. I saw Tool, and um, we all expected it to be a we go and see Tool and then we go home. But someone had the great idea to make the last Tool show of the of the tour a giant music festival, and we all showed up at two at two o'clock thinking we were going to be going home at like five. We were there till eleven, and we saw like twelve bands. Wow. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, the Melvins was there. Um, Primus was there. Wow. Yeah. The, um, there were a few others that I can't remember because I hadn't heard of them before. Because Tool throws together a bunch of bands. It's basically Maynard taking his favorite bands and saying, hey, can you open for us? Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. It's not the promoter reaching out to bands. It's Maynard I mean, just calling his friends on the yeah, phone. It's Maynard seeing who answers texts. Yeah. Um, I've got, I actually saw Tool a couple years before you did down in San Diego. So that was, that was neat. Um, well, not the first time I saw it. Well, yeah, no, I was going to say that was not the first time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Continue. How were they? They were great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, they did, I want to say two encores. And then ended the whole thing with Learn to Swim. It was amazing. That's cool. Yeah. I think the most the, the most interesting show I've seen involving Maynard was Pucifer. They I saw their show when Conditions of My Parole came out, and I was like, they're great. I mean, he's really made a really nice collection of music with that group, which mm-hmm. is basically just him and whoever he's playing with at the time. You saw Pucifer with Mila Jovovich, didn't you, Erica? I did. Yep, yep. I've seen all three of Maynard's bands, and they, it was all a great time. I was really annoyed, though, because when I saw them, um, I'm short, in case anybody listening doesn't know. Um, and it was not like a theater seating where there's like a high rise, right? And we were only six rows back. Um, but you had to stand where your chair was and every motherfucker there was taller than me. And I tried to go stand in like the aisle so I could see. And they were like, no, 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 go back to your seat. And then I tried to stand on my chair so I could see. And they were like, oh no, you can't do that. And I finally got pissed off. And I told the security person, I'm like, where the fuck am I supposed to stand? I'm five foot. I'm five foot two, but that's not the point. I was like, I'm five foot and I can't see. Are you going to make everybody sit down so I can see? And he was like, uh, and I'm like, no. So let me stand in the fucking aisle. Nice. Nice. So, oh, but something else about that concert we went to with uh, me and Leslie did. So we went with a friend of mine from work and he paid for pit tickets. We did not. And he snuck us into the pit. Nice. Oh, you're those sons of bitches. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, when I saw you. when I saw Pucifer, um, I went with Sandro and we got nosebleed seats. And I went, so we, we got to the show, we got in our seats, and both of us went, this is fine. The opening band was playing. It was fine. I mean, we could hear them. And I said, hey, I'm going to go out in the lobby and get a drink. So I go out to the lobby, get a drink, come back, sit in my chair, and my chair snaps in half, and I sit, I hit the floor. Oh, shit. And I went, hey, I'll be right back. And I was all excited, because I ran to a, to an usher, and I said, my seat broke. <laughs> and she was like, what happened? I was like, my seat broke. She's like, she comes back, and she's like shit your seat broke and i was like can you hook us up with good seats and she was like hold on she got the manager <laughs> nice. manager comes manager goes yup 
that's broke. Let me take <laughs> you to. And we ended up sitting in a we ended up sitting in a box right above the band. Oh wow! And um, that's awesome. There was a dude there. This and, is what we call Brian. Yeah, <laughs> there was a dude there, and we were talking to him. And after a little while, he goes, "Hey, we snuck in here. Don't tell anybody." <laughs> <laughs> About halfway through the show, they bolted at one point. <laughs> uh. That's funny. Wow, man. Yeah, that was a good show. I really like that album, Conditions of My Parole. They only did songs from that album. It was one of the strangest shows I've seen. It was like a straight-up album performance. Mm. They were all over the place when we saw them. All over. I, have you listened to the new album, Money Shot, yet? No, I have not. I have not. I won't lie. There is a song on it called Grand Canyon that I find to be very good. There's other stuff on it that's good, too. Remedy's good, too. But I just I, I just discovered it. I didn't realize it had come out. And it's good. It's it's really good. So um, I am going to... Oh, who's, whose turn is it? We went all over. Uh, it was... You asked, uh, you asked uh, Erica a question, We're and then everybody chimed time. in. We're almost out of time. Okay. Um, so um, I, I I need to cut things a little short anyway, because the extra-dimensional portal is going haywire. There seems to be something materializing around me. That's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I'm mm. not even in my office anymore. I'm like, well, I still got my computer desk, but I'm in some kind of room. There looks like a computer console in the center of the room, um, except it's like the circular console it has this thing moving up and down on it but um and there's there you know it's 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 really strange there it there's bear pelts everywhere that's weird uh uh what excuse me what are you doing i um i'm sorry everybody um there seems to be a woman here she's dressed in some kind of um colorful outfit that seems to be made of beaver and um um other animals you're standing on my fur what are you doing get off of my fur um i'm sorry i'm 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 a host on a podcast and we uh, my podcast has this um, some kind of technology that we fell into, and I, I think my technology backfired. I ended up here. Can you tell me where I am? Who are, who are you exactly? I am the doctor. I, who are you? I don't know about the. Well, I'm super vegan, Brian. But um, on the other hand, so you're saying that you're the doctor? Yeah. So so if you're the doctor, this must be the TARDIS. Well, what else would it be? I I thought the doctor was British. Oh, you in your one dimension? No, 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 no. Well, well, if you're the doctor, can you help me get back? Well, of course I can help you get back. But my question to you is, why is your TARDIS coming at my TARDIS? Do you well, not I, know how to stay in your own dimension? I, we don't, I, I wouldn't call it a TARDIS. I mean, I'd probably get in a lot of trouble if I called it that. It, yes, it's yes, 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 yes. You can call it whatever you want. I am telling you that the same technology that you came to me is my TARDIS. So it, it is very simpatico. Therefore, they are attracted to it. Each other. But my question to you is, do you not know how to use your device? Because the dimensions, they are not supposed to overlap. And yet you are doing this thing. Um, I would have to say no. We, we, we're we really vague on actually how we got this thing and, and what it is. Aye, 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 aye. Did, did you just find it somewhere? Is this a thing where you just found it and then you started to pushing buttons? You just, you just did not know? Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it... It kind of made sense. I mean, we've been we've been using it to go to different places and document occurrences. And I mean, some of it's random and some of it's on on purpose. But um, I wouldn't say it's it it it's been exactly irresponsible. I mean, it we seems did. it 
seems very much like you have put your face at the end of a gun and yet pull the trigger thinking that no nothing will happen well speaking but you do not understand you do not understand these things like there may only be one bullet in this chamber but it will eventually go up i i you know what you know what i know what you need you need an instruction manual now i don't think you can hear us i don't know what's going on therefore you know you may you may not be able to read it uh, well you could use your translator but you probably don't even know how to do that yeah i may to give I'm, these I'm here. People. And then you go what's, ahead. What's you going read on? It. You, you let me know if you have any questions. But this, this 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 conversion here through the dimensions, that is not going to work. That is very, very bad. Do you understand how bad that is? I, I think I do, but I would like to get back now. My podcast is running out of time. <laughs> Brian. Okay. Okay, and, and my hopes are getting that. concerned. I can hear them. David, can you push, help me back? Yeah, I'm going to push the red button. Okay. All right, here me. we go. Press. Bye, doctor. C'est la vie. I, oh, oh, good, good. I'm, oh, I, I, you're I'm back? back to my office, what, yes. What, what the hell happened, man? We lost you there for a minute. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. I had to go pee real bad. <laughs> Welcome back. You didn't miss oh, much. Yeah. Brian, Brian disappeared for a minute. Oh. What happened? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I I think I met I think I met maybe an iconic science fiction character. <laughs> But my uh, but my real world experience was very different what I've experienced on the show. Um, right. we're, we're out of time right now. We're gonna have to talk about it on the bonus episode, unfortunately. Uh, all right, man. Uh, I apparently picked the wrong time to go pee. It happens. So margaritas will do that. We talked about yeah, yeah, definitely on five. About, we talked about music today. We talked about all of our experiences, and then um, it was it was a good conversation. We're gonna talk. We're, we got a short amount of time to do a bonus episode so we're going to do that right now so i've been super vegan brian i was joined by hindu anthony david theobald the third bye everybody kirstie smurferka see you later stay nerdy stay informed and stay awesome, awesome. i was gonna say stay often uh, hey uh, anthony say goodbye brian cut him off